God is doing in them. Church, I want you to know you got to get ready for what God wants to do in you, you know. It, it, it's, it's vitally important that you press into what God wants to do in your life. Don't just sit back idly like, you know, it's just supposed to happen because you're all that, because ain't none of us all that. Mm-hmm. But we need to have some expectation on God, and we need to run after him and allow him to do the things inside of him that he wants, inside of us that he wants to do. Amen? Hallelujah. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet one more time this morning and turn your Bibles with me, if you would, to the book of Colossians. Colossians chapter 3. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 3. And I'm closing the series by the book today with this message. Unless the Lord speaks to me again for next week and tells me to go somewhere else with this. But today, book of Colossians chapter 3 and verse 20, when you have it, say so. And it says, children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Children. Obey your parents, not in some things, in a few things, in the things that you want to do. He says, in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. I'm just glad I got some help in here today, praise the Lord. <laughs> Glory to God. I, I preach to the husbands, I preach to the wives, and now I'm going to preach to the children. Glory to God. But I, but I want you to prepare yourself because this message is not just going to go to the children that are, you know, physical children, but to the spiritual children. Amen, somebody. Uh-huh. So don't get quiet on me. Mm -hmm. It's important that we read this verse, and this is not the foundational text that I'll read. We're going to go to the book of Ephesians. But the reason why I chose this to open with is because the vision of Faith Doma Fellowship, if you've been through the Vision Carrier class, the vision of Faith Doma Fellowship is based on one thing, and it is to please the Lord. The book of Hebrews says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. But those who come to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. But what, but what our heart is, is to please the Lord in everything. And children, you wanna, if you want to please the Lord, just raise your hand. You're a child in the house of the Lord. You want to please the Lord. Amen. Don't, don't raise it too high. Praise the Lord Jesus. We're all children, right? Glory to God. So how many children want to please the Lord? If you want to please the Lord, then you need to obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing. It says it pleases him, so that's what we got to do. Amen? Today, I'm going to preach a message that I have entitled, The Blessing in Honor. The blessing in honor, because the Bible teaches us, and when we go to the book of Ephesians, we will see it there. The scripture says, honor your father and your mother. And there's a blessing in that. Amen? Let us pray. Father, we love you, and we honor you today. And we thank you so greatly, Lord God, for your presence that is moving in our midst, Lord God. Father, for your blessing that is present with us right now. And, Father, we thank you for your anointing that makes the preaching of your word right, Father God, that makes it easy. 
And Father, we ask you today that we would have ears to hear what your spirit is saying to your church. That we, Father God, would all hear what our Heavenly Father is communicating to us. That we would be able to walk in the blessing, in the full blessing that God has for us, Lord. Father, I praise you and I thank you for the privilege I have to share your word. May you be glorified in everything that I say. May I do no injustice to the text that we'll go over. And I give you thanks and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Turn with me to the book of Ephesians. We're going to go back there. A couple chapters here. The book of Ephesians chapter 6. We went through the book of Ephesians chapter 5 verses 22 through 33 and dealing with the husbands and wives. And now chapter 6 starts with children. Chapter 6 and verse 1 it says, children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Verse 2 says, honor your father and mother which is the first commandment with promise that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. And so the scripture teaches us in, a, in many different places that we are to obey and we are to honor the ones who he has placed in authority. The scriptures teach us clearly that no authority is in the earth except that which God has ordained. And so all authority is God ordained. And so I know sometimes, you know, young men, young women, even older men, older women, sometimes we question if God knew what he was doing by giving us the parents he gave us. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we question, Lord, did you, did, 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 did you really think about this one? But were you sure that these were the parents that you wanted me to have? But, I, but, but, but let it be clear, God makes no mistakes. All authority, if God puts you inside of the womb, glory to God, of that mother, guess what? She's the right one for you. Mm-hmm. No matter how much you like her sometimes or dislike her, no matter how fair she seems sometimes or unfair, no matter how difficult she may be or how easy she may, she may be to get along with. And the same thing with the father. Amen. And it's our responsibility as parents to do the right thing. Because even though God makes no mistakes, sometimes we as human beings make bad decisions. Did you hear me when I said church? Look at the next verse here because I'll talk to the parents for a moment. And you fathers do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. So there is a responsibility. So while God makes no mistakes... In putting you in that family, there are some mistakes that we as human beings makes and that we as human beings make. And, you know, sometimes we make bad decisions that cause us to hinder what God is trying to do. But we all want to be parents that glorify the Lord. Amen. Amen. There is no greater, there is no greater authority figure on the earth than the parents the Lord has given us. Did you hear that? Are y'all ain't saying nothing now? There is no greater picture of authority other than our parents. What do you mean, Bishop? What about the president? Still, he's not greater than your parents. Did you hear me? Why do I say that? Well, I'm, I'm going to prove it to you scripturally. Well, scripturally, God goes through five commands. He tells the people, you should have no other God before me. He tells the people, you should make no idols, no graven images. He tells the people, you should not take my name in vain. He tells the people that you should keep the Sabbath holy. All five of these commands directly relate to him, God the Father. And in the fifth command, you know what he does? He says, honor your father and your mother. And notice what the Apostle Paul says. He says it is the first commandment with a promise. So what is God showing us? He's showing us that everything starts in the home. Hello? Everything starts in the home. Your children, glory to God, shouldn't learn to be respectful in church. They shouldn't learn to be respectful in school, in the principal's office. In detention, 
(laughs) They should learn how to honor authority by their relationship with you. See, there's something that's amazing, parents, and I don't know if if you realize this, but do you understand that up until a certain age, you are your child's hero? Did you hear me? Up until a certain age, you are your child's hero. I don't know what happens around the teenage years. And I speak from experience of being a teenager, glory to God. But something changes and everybody else is their hero and they don't want to hear nothing parents got to say. But prior to those teenage years, my daddy was the best daddy and he'll beat up every daddy. And my mama's the, and you got into a fight in the playground because someone called your mama something. Hello, somebody. Uh Uh-huh. But suddenly, you go through this shift and they're suddenly not a hero. But you know what, parents, we need to fight to remain those heroes in their lives. And you want me to tell you the key to us remaining heroes in their lives is us devoting ourselves to seeking the face of the Lord on behalf of our children. Us devoting ourselves to demonstrating Christ to our children. Us devoting ourselves to being an example and not being hypocrites. I had the most beautiful conversation with a family the other day, and a young man was speaking about his dad, and he was talking about arguments that they had. And this young man began to weep, and it was the most beautiful thing because he began to communicate, and my dad gives everything for us, and I love that guy. That's the heart that a good example will give to our children. And even though they're going to act crazy because kids going to act crazy, mm-hmm. they're they, 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 they going to act up a little something. they got to learn something, hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Learn how to get disciplined, praise the Lord. they got to go through some things. But the truth of the matter is, parents, we have a great responsibility to do what? To make sure that we do not lose our rightful position of influence in our children's lives. And can I tell you something? It's not impossible. But I will tell you this, if you let your kids spend more time in front of the television than you spend with them, it will, ha- it will happen that they will lose interest in you. If you let your kids spend more time on my space than with you in their space, mm-hmm. You let your kids, see, you, 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 you got to monitor what they're watching, but don't just monitor it. Don't, don't do this. Don't just tell them, hey, you know, don't watch that. Say, let's go do something together. Listen, you know, you, what, what the issue is today, I'm going to tell you what the issue is. You know, uh, Pastor Lewis was talking last week about Gigi Avila and how he said, you know, that that's the devil's box and stuff like that. Listen to me. I don't think that that's the devil's box, but you know what our problem is? We're letting Disney raise our kids. Hello? We, 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 we go and we buy all kinds of videos and all and, and I, listen, I'm pointing the finger at me as much as I am at you, okay? So don't get mad at me, glory to God. I'm saying we because we all in this boat together, glory to God. But the truth of the matter is that we, we want everything else to occupy the time of our children, and then we wonder why we're not their hero no more. We got to stop being so busy with ourselves and begin to engage with our children. And that way what? That way we remain their hero, glory to God. We remain the one that they look up to. We remain the one that they're, because you know what? You want your kids to come to you when they need counsel. 
You want your kids to come to you when someone offers them drugs, don't you? Hello? You want your children to come to you when someone is trying to solicit them sexually. Hello, somebody? You want your children to come to you. You don't want them to be sneaking out of a window acting like they are, you know, they're perfect in front of you. Or even worse, sneaking someone in their window. Uh-huh. It, it happens. Folks get shot for stuff like that, but it happens. My daughter would be in trouble if she ever snuck someone in the window because my wife gets up like six times a night to check on her, glory to God. You're like, what? I would hear a yell and I would just jump up. Hallelujah, it's on. Uh-huh. Make a couple of phone calls, you know, glory to God. We need to come and get the posse over here, glory to God. We have an intruder. But listen, listen, listen. It is vital for us as parents... <laughs> To raise our children like the apostle says, not to provoke them to anger. In other words, don't choke the life out of them. Share life with them. Did you hear me? Don't choke the life out of them. Share it with them. Help them to grow. Help them to see why they shouldn't do stuff. Let me just say this before I get on the children, because I'm going to get on them right now, parents. Hallelujah. We're coming back over here in a moment. It, 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 is, it, it is of the utmost importance that we, that we learn this. The worst answer to give a kid, hear me. Now, kids, don't take this the wrong way, but hear me. The worst answer to give a kid is because I said so. Now, that doesn't give you a right not to listen. It's a bad answer, but you still got to listen because the other scripture we read, obey your parents in all things, even when they say, because I said so, because you know what? Check it out. Your parent may not have a bona fide reason why. They just know why. They may not have the answer. But parents, I encourage you, get the answer. You can say, you know what? Because I said so, and I'm going to find out why, but you can't do it. I'm going to bring you an answer next conversation. But right now, just do it because I said so. Amen? That's fair, right? You, you, can work, you can work with that. But we as parents, you know, a lot of times, we just tell our kids, just don't do that. Why? Because I said so. And then what do they do? Growing up all their life, they don't know why they shouldn't do it. They don't know how detrimental that behavior is to their lives. They don't understand how this situation or this decision or participating with those people is going. They don't realize why it's going to hurt them. And so they just think what? That you're trying to keep them from having fun. Right? So what are you doing? You are provoking them. Hello? To anger. This shouldn't be happening. But children, obey your parents in all things. Our desire to be blessed will be evident by our willingness to obey. If you really want to be blessed in your life, and I know I want to be blessed, and I want to make sure that everybody in here is blessed, but here's the thing. You are going to demonstrate how much you want to be blessed by your willingness to obey. In other words, if you really want to be blessed, you're going to do what the Word of God says. If you want to be blessed, you're going to listen to the godly counsel that communicates to you, and that way all of the areas of your life can be blessed. You're not just going to sit there as an idle hearer of the word, but you are going to be a doer of that word because of what? Because you want every area of your life to be in alignment with the word of God. So the first thing that we need to do is we need to know the difference between obeying and honoring. Say that with me. We need to know the difference between obeying and honoring. The short answer to this is that one of them keeps us from a beating. The other one connects us to a blessing. 
Obedience keeps us from getting beat. But honoring connects us to the promise. Hear me. The apostle says, and this is the reason why the foundational text is not Colossians, but it's Philippians because, I mean Ephesians, because Philippi, I mean, I keep saying Philippians, but Ephesians says in the first verse, children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. So he says, listen, this is the right thing to do. But he goes on in the next verse and he communicates the commandment of God and it says, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. So obedience is the right thing to do. That's what you should be doing. You should obey your parents because it's right. Whether you agree with it, whether you like it or not, you should be obedient to what your parents teach. But being obedient is not the same thing as honoring. Here's what the word obedient means or obey. It means to listen or to obey on the basis of having paid attention. So you paid attention to how your mom said to clean the bathroom. You clean the bathroom the way she said to do it. You paid attention to how your parents communicate to you. This is how you take out the garbage. This is when I want you to do it. You listen to how your parents say, this is how I want you to wash the dishes. You listen to your parents. This is how I want you to do your homework. You, 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 you listen to them and you do what they say. But here's the thing. You can do those things and not be honoring them. How is that possible? Well, when you're walking out to take out the garbage and you're under your breath talking, I can't stand my mom, always coming to me when I'm watching my favorite show, telling me to take out the garbage. Yeah, all that right there, that's not honoring. And guess what? Mommy might not have heard it, but daddy did. Your heavenly father, he heard it. He, he was watching your heart the whole time. Does this one want to be connected to the blessing or does this one not want to get a beating? That's what he's doing. He's, 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 he's seeing how you are responding to correction. So we can do things that are the right things with the wrong heart, with the wrong attitude. That's not what God has called us to do. Amen. Amen. Here's what the word honor means. This word means to estimate or fix the value. To honor, to have an honor, it means to revere, which is where we get our word reverend. To venerate, it means to attribute high status to someone by honoring them. But the first part of the definition says to estimate or to fix the value. So what are we, when it's talking about honoring our parents, saying we need to estimate their worth. We need to fix a value to them because here's the reality. The reality is what, what the apostle is doing is he's simply telling you, you need to be intentional about how you think about your parents. You need to be intentional about how you view leadership and authority. You need to be intentional. Don't just go around half-heartedly and just, well, you know, I'm going to do the right thing. No, you need to check your heart attitude with regard to them because if you have the wrong heart, you're not going to be connected to the blessing. See, here's the problem. The problem is that if we're committed to honoring our parents, or th this is the good thing, is that if we're committed to honoring our parents, obedience will follow. But the other way is not true. See, because you can commit to going ahead and obey your parents until you're 18. Mm -hmm. Sad situation. Listen, I'm, I'm going to encourage you, glory to God. Stay in your parents' house as long as you can. Did you hear me? You, you, li li listen to what I'm going to tell you. You will never, ever, ever have it as easy as you got it now. Did you, you see, young people ain't, ain't, ain't excited about that. I can't wait till I'm 18. I'm leaving. Uh-huh. Listen, you, you, you may think you got it hard until you got to pay all the bills. See, because here's what's going to happen. If you find yourself in a situation, you got your brand new apartment. Uh-huh. 
wonderful beauty. Man, I, I got my own place. But you know what's going to happen? You're going to have to open up that cupboard or those cabinets. You're going to open up that refrigerator and notice, man, there ain't nothing in there. I got to fill that, glory to God. And in order to fill that, I got to work. Uh-huh. Because sometimes we just think it's magic. There was no milk when I left. Now there's two gallons. How did that happen? Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. All I do is I write on a little list on the refrigerator, cereal. We need cereal. And suddenly, poof, I have cereal the next day. Uh-huh. Listen to what I'm saying. Honor your mother and your father. Honor them. Stay with them as long as you can. Because when you get out on your own, uh huh. <laughs> See, Don's kids they ain't coming back. Once they go, that's it. You're done. We 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 renovating your room. Praise the Lord. It's, you ain't coming back. You ain't keeping your room all like it was with the same bed and same decoration. Uh huh. See, if more parents would be like that, kids would be thinking, uh huh. Do I really want to leave? Listen, it is important that we know how to honor our parents and do the right thing. Because if we focus on honoring them, then we will automatically obey. But we can be obedient and we will not necessarily honor them. Second thing I want you to repeat after me. We will never be able to honor those who we don't value. We will never be able to honor those who we don't value. The word here was to estimate their value. That, that, that's what it means. It meant to look at them and say, you know, why should I honor this person? And this is what the book of Philippians chapter 2 and verse 3 says. It tells us that we are to esteem others higher than ourselves. This is what it says about just general Christianity, that we should esteem others. We should see the value in our brothers and our sisters. We should see the value in the people that are in our lives. How much more should we see the value in our parents? Hello? How much more should we recognize the value of our parents? See, a lot of times we don't see the value. Like I said, you were the, you, you, your, your parents were your greatest hero when you were a certain age and suddenly you got a little bit older. You want to listen to everybody under the sun except them. You want to talk to everyone else in the world about your issues except them. You want to discuss your decisions with everybody else except them. Like they ain't got nothing to offer you. They don't have nothing. Listen, the devil is a liar. Your parents have plenty to offer you. And how is it that we are able to demonstrate or how is it that we're able to increase the way that we view our parents and value them? Well, their value should be based on, first and foremost, the thing that we all need to know. Bill Cosby said it all the time. I brought you into this world. <laughs> I'll take you. I wasn't going to say that part, but they want to say it. Glory to God. I brought you into this world and I'll take you out. Glory to God. Right? So the first, the, first thing, the, the, the first thing that we should look at our parents and we should understand is that they are the ones who God chose to do what? To bring us into this earth. So we owe them our lives. Hello, somebody. How about that? that, that that's a good place to start. Amen. So if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be here. So I owe them respect. I owe them honor. I owe them everything. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's move on from there. How about this? Because it's the one that, you know, again, we just think the magical stuff happens. But we need to honor our parents because of the efforts and sacrifices that they have made for us to excel. How about that? You ever think about that? What kind of sacrifices did your parents make in order for you, or are your parents making, in order for you to excel? What things are they not participating in to make sure that you can participate in? 
What things are they not buying themselves so they can buy it for you? What places are they not going to make sure you can go? What things are they not doing to make sure that you don't have to not do anything? Hello? It's important that if we're going to honor our parents that we consider that because that is a real big thing that a lot of people just totally overlook. They don't, they, they don't honor. They don't respect whatever. Oh, you know, I'm here because I'm just here. No, you ain't here because you're just here. God gave you to them, and that's why you're here. And then we have this other wonderful thing that they're making all of these sacrifices and all of this stuff that is going on. The third thing that I want to say that is vitally important for us to help increase the value that our parents have in our lives is that their life experience offers us something listen hear, hear, hear me hear me I, I, I hate this statement from from from, from folks and, and, and young people love to use this you know well I need to make my own mistakes you are a knucklehead why do you need to make your own mistakes just look at mine hello you, why do you have to go through the same stuff I went through? Why do you have to fall in the same Why do you got to break your leg the same? Why do you got to get the heartbreak the same way? You don't have to go through none of that. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says only a fool despises knowledge. Oh, glory to God. So you know what that means? If you are the one saying, I got to make my own mistakes, you are a fool. See, and I can say that because the Bible said it, not me. So I'm not calling you a fool in anger. I'm hoping that you will wake up and say, man, I'm a fool. <laughs> Hold on a second. Let me sit down with mom and pop and find out every mistake they made. I'm taking notes. I'm journaling these things. And that way, as I'm living and I'm going, okay, I, my, mom talked to me about this right here. Mm, not, not doing. Dad said he was, I'm not doing that one. I, I don't want to go down those roads. You know what? You don't have to go through that. important it's important that you have those and, and, and not just for the kids but even for the adults in the church hello you know you have spiritual leadership in the church that has been through some stuff or is, maybe they ain't even been because there's a lot of things that I haven't been through that some of you have been through but I tell you what I guarantee you the wisdom of God will be given to those leaders even if they ain't been through that to show you how not to go through it hello somebody I sat down with somebody one time. They were starting a business. I have no idea. I've never started a business in my life because, you know, I don't consider, you know, church a business. It ain't a business. This is a, an organism that is growing and living, and there's business aspects, but it's not starting a business. And so I sat down with someone, and as we we're sitting down, and he was asking me, he says, well, you know, what do you think about this? All of a sudden, this stuff just started coming out of my mouth, and they were, like, amazed. They're like, man, I need to write this stuff down because this is incredible. And I was like, praise the Lord. I, I don't, where is it coming from? It's coming from the throne of God because God... God's heart is that, okay, bishop, spiritual father, leader, well, you know what? His children need what? God's children need the wisdom of God. And guess what? He put me here to supply it. And so it's important, church, important that you seek wise counsel. The Bible says in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. But children, hear me when I say this. The first person after God that you should go to when you need an answer should be your parents. Hello? They have life experience. There's another thing. I didn't put this down on my notes, but when I was thinking about it, I thought that it was vital. How about this? I honor my parents because I know they pray for me. Because I know when they forgot to pray, you know, when, when I forgot to pray, they're praying. I know when I'm out there acting a fool, the thing that's keeping me from dying sometimes, hello, somebody, trust, you, trust me. 
There's a whole lot of us. I can tell you, of t- I won't get into it because I don't you know, have the time right now and it doesn't make a difference, but I can tell you tons of times that I know that I should have been dead. And you want to know why I'm standing here today? Because my grandmother was praying for me. Because she was the only one that was saved in my family, so I know she was the only one that would think about me and pray for me. The reason why I'm here today standing before you is because my mother prayed me into the kingdom. Hello, somebody. And I know that there was a whole lot of times, even when I was right before I was getting saved, that I should have been messed up in my head. And you know what? God preserved my life because I had a parent who was praying for me. And so those reasons right there give us plenty to value them. But above everything else, above everything else, the reason why we should value our parents is because we should see them from the perspective that God sees them. We should see our God connected. Hear me, hear me. God connected your blessing in your life to your parents. Did you hear what I just said? God connected your blessing in your life to your parents. What do you mean, Bishop? Look at what the apostle does. He communicates this. In the Old Testament, when you look at the Ten Commandments, this is what God says. God says to the children of Israel, Honor your father and your mother that your days may be prolonged in the land where I'm taking you, right? So it is a specific promise to the children of Israel about the land that they're going into. But look at what God does in the New Testament. He says, Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you. In other words, that you may be able to... To prosper and may live long on the earth. Did you hear that? Where does that prosperity and blessing begin from? It starts with the honoring of your parents. Hear me. If you do not honor your mother and your father, don't expect blessing. This, this is what the scripture says. And I want to say this because, you know, there's some young people like this young lady who died a long time ago in school in the Columbine shooting. You know, she was a devout Christian and her days weren't long on the earth. Hello. Just because someone died when they're young doesn't mean that, you know, they were sinning against God or they were dishonoring their parents. There's plenty of people who die for the cause of Christ, so don't get it twisted. Not every single person is going to live, you know, this long life and have all of these days, but they're going to fulfill their purpose. And that's what it's about. What we find here, that God connects our blessing to the way that we honor our parents. The third thing that we want to say here, please repeat this after me. We will not give honor if we don't walk in humility. Turn with me to the book of Romans chapter chapter 12, please. Romans chapter 12. In verse 3, look what the Apostle Paul says here. He says, For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, mm-hmm. but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. He says, don't think of yourself higher than what you are. Can I tell you the issue? This this is going to hurt some people, but it's okay. The greatest problem, (laughs) I love my wife. She just likes pain, glory to God. (laughs) The greatest problem that there is is that there are simply too many people who have it all figured out and know the answer to everything. Hello? Too many people, they just been everywhere, done everything, they know everything. They ain't going to learn nothing from no one. 
Hello? Listen, and it, and, and, it, and it starts at a young age. Let, let, let me let you know. My daughter, yeah, I got on her the other day because she thought she was Miss Know-It-All. I said, hold up, girl. <laughs> I said, nobody likes a know-it-all. Why? Because she's, oh, no, dad ain't like, what? girl, you're seven years old. What is wrong with you? You tell you 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 you're, you're communicating, but you know what? That stuff. Cause see, I remember me. I remember me being 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 a young a, a young man, and I remember my mom. People couldn't. St- they just couldn't stand talking to me sometimes, cause I just thought I knew everything. I, I had every single answer. There wasn't none you could throw at me that I didn't know, cause you know I was a smart dude, and so I just knew it. I don't know. That's that's something else that happens during those hormonal years. You know, glory to God. It's like some goes to your brain. You just know everything. You don't need no one to tell you nothing. <laughs> Hello, somebody. I, I guess that's when we stop thinking, you know. We just, that, that, that's what happens is that we really stop thinking at that point. When we were younger, what did we do? We used to run to our parents. Daddy, show me this. Mommy, show me this. Help me with it. All of this stuff. But then all of a sudden, we get to a certain age, we know everything. I don't need to ask nobody nothing. Just because you can bathe yourself, uh-huh. That must be what it is. Once you can bathe yourself, then you think that you know it all. I, can, I, I don't need you to bathe me no more. I'm good. Now, now I got all of this on lock. Uh-huh. I, I don't think so. <laughs> listen, listen. There are just too many people who know everything. And one of the greatest reasons, listen to me, that we cannot esteem our parents highly or esteem those in authority is because of the deception of our own virtues. In plain English, because we think we're all that. Because we think, we, 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 you know, we realize, we, we come to the realization that we're smart. We come to the realization we can figure some stuff out. We come to that realization, and all of a sudden we start to diminish other folks in our eyes. And then here's the other problem. Not just that, our own virtue. But we start looking at the virtue of others, you know, like those around us, our peers, that they act like they're all that. Can I tell you something? If they're in your grade and they haven't failed a few times, they ain't been nowhere you ain't been. Did you hear what I just said? They probably haven't been through anything that you ain't going through. Half of the stuff they're telling you, they lying anyway. Did you hear me? Why do I know this? Because, number one, I used to be one of them liars when I was in, in, in those grades. Because I didn't want to be the one left out. And then I figured out, I said, you know what? Everybody up in there was lying. Wasn't nobody telling the truth. Because when you actually started doing those things, you started realizing, man, that wasn't how it was described to me. Hello. Uh-huh. That, 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 that wasn't what they were saying. Uh-huh. <laughs> Listen, it is of the utmost importance that we esteem our parents and those that God has placed in authority the way that he says that we let them be who they are and that we value them the way that God wants us to value them. Here's the, here's the truth. The truth is that we only come to this place where we gain this humility when we recognize, number one, our moral inability and our need for God in every area of our lives. Did you hear me? This is the only way we become humble is when we come to the realization that, man, I am absolutely nothing without God. And if I'm nothing without God, I'm still nothing if I don't have my parents. Hello? If I don't honor the people that I'm supposed to honor. This is what the scriptures teach. Not me. Not just some, you know, power-hungry parent. No. This is what the Bible shows. But you know what? Until you come to that place, you're going to think you're all that. But when you have the encounter with Almighty God and you get the revelation, then you're going to be all right. Here's the, here's the sad part. The sad part is that humility comes usually through two vehicles. One of them is revelation. And, and, and when I say revelation, 
I mean, it can be a constant everyday communication from your parents showing you who you are, not putting you down, but just showing you who you are, helping you to grow, or revelation directly from God, or the other way that it comes is through tragedy. When we decide, I want to learn on my own. I want to go through the things that I'm going to go through. See, there's plenty of folks today have diseases. You know why? Because they wanted to do things their way. Plenty of people, plenty of folks who have records today. You think it's hard to get a job in this economy? Try adding a felony to your record. Try just getting caught stealing, you know, something. And see how much more difficult you just made it for you to get a job in this economy. Listen, why is that? Because people want to do things their way. There are people, and I've said this before, I ain't the first one to say it. I've read it in, in commentaries all over the place. But the most, the, the most valuable place right now on the earth is the cemetery. Why? Because there's so much treasure that's been buried there. So many dreams, so many visions, so much wealth that died with people who never fulfilled their purpose, who never fulfilled their potential. I'll tell you probably the second most wealthy place is our prison system. Listen to me, church. This is the truth. It's vitally important that we don't wait for tragedy in order to become humble. I'm getting ready to close with this, and this is the last thing that I want you to turn to. Last scripture, should I say, that I would like for you to turn to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 27. The book of Deuteronomy. Hallelujah. When you got to say so, the book of Deuteronomy chapter 27 and verse 16, and look at what it says. It says, cursed is the one who treats his father or his mother with contempt. Cursed is the one. In another translation, it says, who dishonors his father or his mother. Why is this important? Because we need to weigh what we do. We need to weigh the cost of dishonoring. Because the cost is that we are going to be cursed, according to the scriptures, against the price of honoring. It may be difficult to honor your parents. Because you know what? Your parents may be very imperfect. They may have a whole lot of issues. And it may be tough to see through those issues to all of the good. But you know what? That doesn't disqualify you from the commandment to honor them. And so the question is ultimately this. Do you want to be blessed or do you want to be cursed? Do you want to walk in the blessing or do you want to walk under the curse? And the curse just simply means that I am not going to have the ability to prosper the way that God wants me to. I'm not going to be able to experience the full life that God wants me to experience. So here's the application to this. How do you know if you're honoring your parents? Well, it's kind of simple. All you got to do is ask yourself a question. How do you feel about your parents? How do you feel right here? Just think about that for a moment. How do you feel about them? When you think about them and you think about the way that you deal with them, do you find yourself talking negative about them more than you talk positive about them? 
how do you treat your parents? Not, you know, if you're in the house, not do you do everything they say. No. How do you treat them? These, these are things that you've got to deal with. Because here's the thing. For the adults that are in here, because this doesn't stop. You don't stop honoring your parents once you leave. I never forget when I was about three, maybe about three weeks old in the Lord, a little bit, maybe a little bit older than that. I was really horrible before I got saved with my mother, very disrespectful. You know, my mom would tell me not to curse, and I would curse again just to spite her, you know, stuff like that. And, I mean, I was really bad, you know, before I came to Christ. And I never had, I mean, I, my mom never told me when to come home. She never, she, nothing, ne- never made me get up, never made me do anything. You know, I, I, was just, I was just a lazy bum. I wasn't doing nothing with my life, just getting messed up all the time. That's it. And I remember at about, th- you know, three, maybe, maybe, maybe four weeks old in the Lord, I came home, and I was with one of the pastor's sons, and we were going to go play basketball and go do something. And my mom all of a sudden decided that she was going to throw a curfew on me. <laughs> and she was like, okay, well, you need to be home by this time. And I was like, what? And I just started going off. I was like, I mean, I didn't start cussing her out or nothing like that. You know, I just started going off. I was like, what do you mean I got to be home by this time? We're only going to be able to do this for so long. And I, and I just going off, going off right in front of, you know, the, the pastor's son. And I remember... Or he was outside. He wasn't directly in front of me, but, you know, he could hear everything that I was saying, obviously, because y'all know how loud I am, so it hasn't changed. You know, I was, I've been loud all my life. So, anyway, I remember after I did my little yelling at my mom, and I don't remember what she said. All I know is that I walked into the bathroom in my house, and I started crying. The conviction of the Holy Spirit was so great on my life because I was like, man, I just so dishonored my mom. And it was a humbling, broken experience. And I can tell you that for the rest of my days in my mother's house, I never raised my voice at her. To this day, there's only one time that, you know, I speak to her authoritatively, and it's when I'm playing the role of pastor as opposed to son, which is tough to do. But anyway, I find a balance, glory to God. And, you know, I make sure that I, you know, align myself. But here's the thing that I'm trying to say is that God is serious about what he's saying. And the conviction came upon my heart. And you know what I know? If that, if I would have continued yelling at her, the conviction would have got less and less and less, and I would have felt okay with it. That's a dangerous place to be because then you are walking under a curse and you do not even realize it. Do you hear me? It is important that you consider your feelings toward your parents, your treatment of your parents, because God connected our blessing to our parents. So everybody stand to your feet and bow your heads, please. Hallelujah. Every eye closed, please, and every head bowed. And you're in this place. And you've been hearing this, and you may be a young person.